don't let that stress you out at all. All right. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Danielle. Would you mind telling me about your family? Um, yeah, I have um, my I have my four I have four five kids, but four of them are at home right now with my mom, and they're ages thirteen, nine. Um, I have a three year old and a five month old. Wow! Wow! Uh, boys or girls? Um, my thirteen year old's a boy, and then a nine year old little girl. A three-year-old little boy, and then a five-month-old little girl. Okay. So I'm, kind of some of all. Some of all, but wow, close in age. Um, Amanda, tell me about your family, if you would. Okay, so I have six kids. I have um, one that just passed away a year ago, and then I have a one-year-old. I have a seven-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Boys or girls? And then a three-year-old that. I have four girls, two boys. Four girls, two boys. I am so sorry to hear about your child that passed away. Is it too personal for me to ask you what what the child died from? Um, She choked on a battery, on a pill battery at a foster home. Oh, no. Yeah. I am so sorry, Amanda. Thanks. Um, All right. I guess I should ask you before we talk about your experience with your kids while you're uh, at the prison. May I ask, Danielle, what your sentence is and what you're in for? Um, I'm in for being honest about a relapse with my parole officer, and they charged me with a third-degree felony. A third-degree? What what's the felony? Uh, internal possession for use of a controlled substance. Possession. And they considered that uh, a violation of your parole? Yeah, it was a violation of my parole, and then my parole officer had a cop come in and charge me for the dirty UA, and I got a third-degree felony. Third-degree felony. So what is your current sentence? Uh, It's undetermined right now. I don't see the board until November, and I got incarcerated in June June. when my daughter was eight weeks old. Oh, my goodness. Your daughter was eight weeks old. All right. Yeah. Um, May I ask you the same, Amanda? What's your sentence, and what are you in for? I'm here on the zero to five possession um, with intent. Okay. And how much longer? Um, I see the board October 26th. October 26th. Wow. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you, Danielle, about, well, I should start by talking to you about substance use, about your d- drug use. How old were you when you started? Um, I started when I was really young. I was 12, but kind of just started then. And it just grew over the years? Yeah. Have you ever been? It kind of leads just back to my father, and he's been in prison my whole life, so. Your father's been in prison. What's what's he in prison for? Um, First degree sodomy of a child. Oh, my goodness. So you didn't have him in your life in any meaningful way, or did you? No. no. Uh, he went to prison when I was 13. Um, so how are your kids doing? Um, my, They're not doing great. Uh, well, my little girl, my nine-year-old, she, um, she pulls out her eyelashes and her eyebrows. She doesn't have any, and now she's pulling out the hair in her head, mm. on her head. And so um, I, in my... 
newborn, she's, she wasn't gaining weight. They were going to have to put her on a formula that helped her gain weight because she stopped gaining weight after I left. Um, and it's just hard to explain to my three-year-old and where I'm at. He's always asking me. Yeah. And then my 13-year-old just acts like everything's okay. And your mom is able to watch that. That's a blessing in a way, is it not? Uh, yes, it is. It is for me. Um, her, she's 60, full-time job, and she's raising four children. Wow. That's my age. I'm 60, and I can't imagine having four young ones at home. But, you know, love will give you strength. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, uh, Amanda? Uh, what about your d- drug use? Um, I started when I was 30, and I'm 33 now, so you just I don't really... Yeah. And then... Yeah, basically, a bad relationship made, and I made bad decisions with that. Boy, that's a, that's a common story in there, isn't it? Bad relationship leads to mis- bad choices. Definitely. Um, can I ask how your kids are doing? Um, my 15-year-old, she's doing all right. She kind of has to play mom for her other siblings right now because they're at home with my husband. So um, he works full-time, so she does, like I said, the mom job. My 13-year-old, he's pretty good just because he has, like, frequent visits with me. So he's a mama's boy. And then um, my one-year-old, I haven't seen her since she was five days old. And then my seven-year-old, she does, she's all right. She she has, like, a little bit of behavioral concerns right now. But I think it's more because I don't really, I'm not there. So she doesn't have, like, that stability right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you say you had a three-month-old? No, she's one. One, she's I one. Have, I haven't seen her since she was five days. Yeah, five days. Why not? Um, because I had her when I was in jail, and um, I have a DCFS case with my other kids. So DCFS is who actually brings them to visit me. But I didn't have a DCFS case with my one-year-old, so she's not able to come with them. How often does DCFS bring them to see you? Once a week. Once a week. And what's your, yeah. if it's not too personal, what's your relationship like with their dad? Do you get along well enough to call the house or talk to him or anything? Yeah, we have a, I mean, it's rocky, but we have a good relationship for the kids at least. That's, that's wonderful. How often do you talk to your kids or your husband? Um, I talk to my husband maybe once a week. I talk to my kids daily. Daily? So, so they, yeah. get, they get home from school and they get to tell you about their day? Yeah. Oh, Amanda, that's awesome. And how often do you get to see them then, once a week, just once a week? Yeah, once a week for two hours I get to see them. Do you ever do those video uh, chats with them? Uh, no, I don't do videos. Just in person, which is the best anyway. Um, and then when yeah. they come to see you in person, how long do they get to stay for? Two hours. Two hours. Do you get to share a meal together or you just hang out and hug or what? No, I was actually going for that. I was talking to Trisha to see if we can get like a snack or something approved because that is like, that is my bonding time with my kids is like during mealtimes and stuff. But as it is right now, we're only allowed to get like a bottle of soda and have a drink with them and then just visiting for the two hours games or whatever. Oh, what about for you, Danielle? How do you talk to your kids every day or do you get to see them often? Um, I get a call home and um, talk to them. I, my mom puts money on my books too, which is how I'm able to call home. 
but she's taking care of the kids, so she doesn't put much money on because I don't ask, and mm-hmm. I haven't been able to feed them, and I I won't probably be able to unless I get counted out. What does that mean? Um, to go to a county uh, jail and be able to do the video visits because since my mom's is taking care of them and everything and her work schedule, she's not able to drive from Cache County to Salt Lake so I can visit them. Oh, wow. So you're from Cache County. Yeah. Wow. That, so how, when was the last time you saw him then, Danielle? Um, June 26th. June 26th. Oh, my. That hurts my heart. <clears throat> Because I know you must. Mine too. I, I, when I was talking to Tricia, she told me that the hardest thing about being incarcerated for moms in, in prison is being away from your children. Is that true? Um, yes, I just have to pretend most days that I don't have children. It's the only way to get through. I hear you. What about for you, Amanda? Is it the hardest part? Um, yes. I think my my being able to talk to my kids is what gets me through. Mm. Do you talk with other inmates who are also moms about how they manage to make their families work? Does that give any solace? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because there's a bond. Like for me, this is, yeah, for me, it's like it's more because um, there, like, there is mothers in here that don't get to see their kids, that don't get to talk to their kids every day, or that are in different situations with their kids. And it's kind of like, you just kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, I'm going through it bad, but there's people that definitely have it worse than I do. What an amazing attitude to have. When you go before the parole board then, what what do you, I mean, I imagine the, the first thing you'd say is, my kids need me. Definitely. What, mm-hmm. what else will you say? Just that I'm, you know, I, this is Amanda, and like I said, I lost it. I did lose, lose a child while I was been incarcerated this time, so um that's kind of been my motivation too. And just being that my other kids had to go through that without me being home with them. And, you know, it's just been a lot this time throughout my incarceration that honestly, like I would be the most selfish person in the world if I was to relapse or fall back into drugs, because I have so much that I've, I've had to leave behind and leave on other people's hands that I should have never done. Yeah. Well, we can only. And it sucks like, to admit, but it's like taken a lot to learn my lesson. But this time, I've actually learned it. Yes. And what about for you, Danielle? Is is that something that you'll say to the parole board that my kids need me? Um, yes, it is. And you know, just the. I just I want to talk to them and let them know just how hard it is to be a mom. You know, being in prison because I gave birth to my three year old. While I was incarcerated, I didn't make it to the hospital. I gave birth in the ambulance at two in the morning, mm. and that and that was hard. And there's two girls in my section that are pregnant, and I don't want to see them go through it. And I believe that there's programs, you know, that moms with with little babies and little kids and that are about to give birth that they should be able to go and be in those programs so that they have the chance to be with their babies because. It may not happen right now while I'm in here and while these other women are in here, but it will one day. Boy, of all, I mean, your kids need you at all ages, but boy, when they're first newborn like that, I, I just, I think that would be the hardest, the hardest thing. What, what, what do you want people to understand about what it's like to be a mom in the prison that we, that you think we do not understand? Um, just that we're like everyone else. 
And I think that that line gets kind of blurred because they hear the word prison and then they think that, you know, we are something that we're like we're monsters. You know, we need to put a face to the moms that are in prison and doing that is hard because people don't get to see what's really going on inside of these walls. And, you know, jail isn't as bad like the it's just the word people need to understand that we're all people, too. Yes. And we're we parent and we love our children just as much as the next. Yes. Anything to add to that? Uh, no. no. Um, basically, just like uh, for us to be able to be moms, like from here, it's expensive. Like it's super expensive. And a lot of people don't, you know, they don't really think of that or like being that I have a DCFS case, they're kind of like, um, obviously, like they, they want me to have conversations with my kids and stuff like that. But we have to pay for all that. And and it gets to be super expensive and it just people on the on the outs they don't realize that they think that we're just here kind of on a vacation or something but i think we struggle more in here than what we do on the street why and is if it, i can add to that please i just want, i just want to add one thing to that um also we work we do work full-time jobs getting paid nothing an hour pretty much and ors takes half of our money mm-hmm. so we are paying for our, our child support while incarcerated and on top of that like she said we're paying for our phone calls what what kind of job do you do? Um, I work in commissary, and we get paid about seventy dollars seventy seven a month, and thirty nine of it comes out for child support. Oh wow! What about so, you? And that's full time. I, I I don't have a job right now. No. I just got back to the prison from being counted out. So I got gotcha. you. Why is it mm-hmm. so expensive? I mean, I would think that there there's a there's a reason to encourage contact between parents and children. That's good for everyone in a community, especially the family itself, but for everyone. Yeah, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's just the way it is. Just the phone calls are expensive. Um, the video visits, like they're free. They are free, but it's just you know, like trying to have our families. Like my husband, he works a full time job, and then. Like I said, has the kids by himself. So it's like to, for him to have the time to set up a visit or to take the time out of his schedule to do that. Like, I can't really expect that of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you hope uh, for your kids? Amanda, uh, Amanda, I guess I'll continue with you. What do you hope for your kids? Um, I just hope that they learn from my mistakes and don't make the same decisions I've made. And they keep on the steady path that they're on right now because they are like really good students. They're good kids. They're very respectful. I just hope they, yeah, just don't follow my example that I've set thus far. What do you hope for your kids, Danielle? Um, I I really hope that, that they don't turn out like I did. And the saddest thing is I'm, my dad was saying the same thing about me. And so this cycle has to, to change and it starts with me. And, you know, I, I, remember when my dad went to prison and I was like, I will never do that to my children. And here I am following his footsteps. So I know exactly what it's like for children of incarcerated parents. And so I just need to get the help so my children don't follow in me and my dad's footsteps. So, you know, but you're not, you're, you're discounting all your positive stuff there, Danielle. I mean, you don't want them to make the same mistakes, but they, they could be like you in some good ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Well, I'm not sure I have any other exact questions, but I want you to share anything else you want to share. 
No. no. <laughs> Nothing else. Okay. Uh, ladies. Oh, well, I guess I do have one more question, if you'll forgive me. Um, is there, a, do you need help from the community in a way? Is there a way that someone who's listening or reads these words and thinks, doggone it, I would like to help these women. Is there help that they can give or not really? I mean, really, the only thing that we have in here is financial issues. You know, like I said, because phone calls, it does get expensive. Like, my mom puts at least 50 a, a week, and that's just for phone calls. Wow, that's $200 a month for phone calls. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I'm glad to know that. Um, I, I have a great respect for your efforts with your children. I really do. And I'll, I'll keep you both in my prayers. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Tricia. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.